Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Presented by AfterBuzz TV and hosted by Hall of Fame superstar Sean X-Pac Waltman, this is X-Pac 12360. And now your host, WWE Hall of Fame superstar Sean X-Pac Waltman. Welcome to X-Pac 12360. Back. I'm back. Happy New Year, everyone. Hi. It's our first show of 2020. <laughs> yes. And it's like... Almost halfway through the freaking month. It feels like it's been so long. I think we were gone for a few weeks. A, yeah. a, month, a, minute. a month? It's been, it's I don't been know. A minute. Yes. You guys did an episode. I wasn't here. It's been a minute since the whole gang's been here. Yeah. That's true. So, and then and last week, I was I was under the weather, so mm-hmm. we uh, we didn't have a show. And uh, so let me get to. Might as well get to this real quick because um, I was hoping this wouldn't be the case. Uh, especially after uh, Kevin Nash had to back out of the Jericho Cruise for a movie role he's doing, like mm. I, I been having some issues. I've been dealing with uh, health wise. Not I. I don't think anything huge, but it's like um, it's affected me over the last. I don't know since like the end of the summer. Started noticing. Um, and uh, I don't know when I, I don't want to get too much into it, but you know, uh, I'm not going on the Jericho cruise. I thought I would be feeling better. Mm. Um, I was hoping. So especially after Kev backed out, and I, you know, it's supposed to be Kev Scott and I. Oh, I now see. It's just Scott. And Scott's doing great. Nate, Nate will be on there, like a bunch of other guys. There you you go. know, he's friends with so we fine. I just feel really shitty. Um, we booked that a long time ago, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, but when you book something a year out, you know. Yeah, you never know how you're gonna happen. feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel really, you know, really bad. I got, like, I waited as long as I could to to actually tell them, right? You know. Um, so yeah, I, I do feel really shitty about that. So, um, all right. So sorry, really sorry to everyone that. Um, might have been hoping to see me on there, and uh, sincerely apologize to Chris and and all his people that you know. I do a great job, you know. Yeah, putting that together. Sure. And you know, I was to be a pretty important part of that, and so I I, I really do apologize for not not making it. So anyways, um, yeah, there's like there's a lot of news, right? Whole lot. There. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say that this weekend. Some of it not so great. So much happened, and unfortunately, we're going to go ahead and start it with the not-so-great news aspect of it. Uh, this weekend, we did have two deaths, and we're going to start off with Triple A's La Parca, who passed away at the age of 55. Uh, once again, because there was a lot of confusion online and on the internet and all of that, uh, this is not Alley Park. This is La Parca. So not WCW's. This is the guy that replaced the original La Parca when 
Alley Park went to WCW. So he is the guy that replaced him, Jesus Huerta Escobos, Escobosa. Affectionately known by his friends as Chewy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, as we know, uh, several months ago, about two months ago, really. It was in October. Yeah, it was in October. October. There was a video floating around on the internet where he missed a dive. And instead, he hit his head on the ground and got the guardrail as well. And he was rushed to the hospital, was paralyzed. People didn't think he was going to make it then. And now, you know, jump forward two months later and he passed away. I I mean, I don't want to get into the nature of like whether he missed the dive or, or mm. like it's not here nor there. Right. maybe we do the best we can out there sure sometimes shit happens um oof so like when i heard like the park I, you know you don't know like i like i it slipped my mind that that happened with him last last year and so i was like i didn't know which one and i know both of them right you know so i like didn't matter which one i was yeah, gonna be pretty bummed out. Um, but but Chewy, we like I, you know, people know I I, I lived down there for four years, man, and and work full time, and um, you know, you're taking ten hour bus rides with these guys, and you know, you're out, it's like you're in the trenches. It's like you're going to war with, mm-hmm. you know, it's a similar I can imagine feeling of people like. You know, hey, I was in Nam with this guy, or what? You know, I don't want to. It's not an equivalency. I don't right. want to try to compare it, but I'm trying to figure out some way of describing it to people, like the camaraderie and the closeness you get with with, with these people. Like even the ones like you don't see eye to eye with, mm-hmm. they're still your brothers out there and your sisters. You sure. know, um, and yeah, uh, and and you know in. So here in the States, like, you can never do that, right? Like, you can never, like, the, the original person, right? Like, Oh, the way goes, that we were. You can like- never, like, just take that gimmick and put it on someone else. Like, it just wouldn't work here, right? Mm. But it did there. And and they, for some reason, they do. And the people knew it wasn't the same La Parca. But, like, <laughs> arguably, it was, and, and they had different styles, Mm. Like the original Labargo was more of a heart. Like he still did some, you know, little bit of comedy stuff. But like he was a pretty hardcore guy, actually. Out yeah. There, if you ever watch some of his stuff, um, and and Chewy, he gave the Labarca character a whole different feel. Like I mean, it was fun, and 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 like you can't even believe. Like no matter, like they didn't even have to push him in big angles. Like. Him being on the card, his music playing, the Thriller, when Thriller played, he got as big as a reaction as anyone, anyone on the show. He was as over as anyone in AAA when I was there. And it was so easy to work with him. It was such a, like, there's a, on YouTube you can find, like, I've been in matches against him when I was a heel down there. And as a babyface, I teamed with him. Like, I just saw one of, I was the, I'm the only one still fucking alive out of the, out of the team. It was myself. Uh, La Parca and Silver King mm. versus the La Hermandad, which was Joe Leader, original Psychosis, Nicho, mm-hmm. and uh, it was Zorro. Oh, the three like it was the three of them versus three of us. And um, anyways, uh, fuck man, this is 
and and like I, I guess it was renal failure that like technically passed from. Mm. And I don't know. You guys want to add well, anything to this? You mentioned camaraderie. Uh, do you have any stories that you want to oh share? Oh Memories. So this is okay. <laughs> so. Um, so for some reason, this is like okay, it has to do with him, but it's just a funny story that mm. like some people might not think it's funny, but I don't fucking care. It, at the time, you had this situation, um, <laughs> um, and you can never do this here with the internet. Everyone has internet on their phone, but right, like on a spot show in Mexico, on one of those small towns in Mexico, for some reason, Chewy didn't didn't show up, and he was in the main event with us. So I can't remember if it was Zorro who it was. We came up with this scheme, like told the people that Zorro's father got in a car accident and like it was touch and go. Like we were, I mean, you guys, we were in the fucking ring and I think it was Zorro leading prayer and we're all in the ring praying for Zorro's or fucking Laparca's father and the crowd's all praying and it was like, it was either that or give them their money back. Right, right, right. Oh, shit. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine doing that here? And, like, fooling people like yes. that? Wow. I'm trying not to fucking laugh. I can't Did remember. Did you feel bad during that? What was going yes. through your head? Like, you felt guilty, maybe? Of course. I'm like, we're going to hell. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're fucking going to hell as I'm laughing fucking hysterically in my fucking head. Oh, my God. You're allowed. You can laugh. Yeah. Right? But it is... Come on, right? What yeah, the I mean, fuck? you're thinking about it. You're messing <laughs> with people's emotions. Yes. Who knows how many of those people, you know, you, you took it to heart and really worried right. about oh, this, they you know? know? They but, never know. But, yeah. Yeah, but still, it's it's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, it's like you said. Yeah, you can never, <laughs> can never get away with that now. But that's a nice story, though, I think, in terms was, of like, you know. You know, it just, when, when it came up, when it popped, when the story popped in my head, I just... I just I, I laughed hysterically. Right. He's saying he's just a, a really like kind-hearted guy. He was always lighthearted. There's always smiling. You know, mm. like um, man, he liked to smoke cigarettes. Right. Well, it's fucking so is everyone. Down I was there. gonna say, listeners, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you never you never know what stories are gonna are gonna spring to mind. You know, like un unfortunately, like with with these passing in and. Um, if I can, I don't know if you knew uh, John Ian. Uh, he was a yeah, local. Yeah, so sorry. A local promotion uh, promoter yes. and former PWG Absolutely ring announcer. Absolutely, we need to mention him. Um, that was uh, hugely de devastating to to me and to really everyone out here that had ever kind of uh, crossed paths with him. Um, I had known yeah, him. such a pleasant cat. I Absolutely, didn't know him, I didn't know him real well or anything, but yeah. you know, everyone kind of knew. Yeah, I John. had yeah, I had known John for uh, probably the last maybe twenty years or so. Started you know with EWF, yeah. went to UPW, uh, PWG, all that stuff, and then later started Mach One, um, and had run that for for a few years. And um, uh, yeah, we had you know we had we had known that he had had, had a few complications recently, but you know it was it was pretty sudden. Um, you know, I think, uh, just maybe a little over a week ago. Uh, and so, yeah, so that's, that's been, been pretty tough, but, um, yeah. And anyway, point being, yeah, you, you never know because he was the kind of guy he would, he would light up any single room that he, you know, sure. that he would walk into. So, um, a million different stories kind of, kind of come to mind, but 
but yeah, just definitely yeah, condolences to to friends, to family. So many people loved loved John, um, and it's it's cool to, to see him getting recognition. Also, um, Kevin Owens mentioned him on on the bump. You know, mm-hmm. WWE uh, Excalibur mentioned him. Obviously, Excalibur had a lot of of dealings with him. So um, yeah, yeah, respects to Johnny Ian for sure. Yeah, yeah, and so um, in the next the next next death. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, Kendo Nagasaki. Yeah, mm. so um, that's a part, that's a piece of my childhood that died. Mm. Um, he passed at the age of 71. The cause of death was failure from his pacemaker, which led to cardiac arrest. Mm. So um, when I was, when I was a kid, my, okay, so Dusty Roads was the big thing in Florida, right? And then, um, and then came Billy Jack. Who at the time, like you know, people think of Billy Jack now, and like he's, yeah, you know, some of the things he says these days. Anyways, but back when I was a kid, um, he was like, he was our, he was a, he was my fucking hero, mm. and Kendo Nagasaki was his main arch rival. Like right, um, t- got the it took the Florida title from him and. Mm. Kendo Nagasaki, his name is Kazuo Sakurada. Mm. And uh, he wasn't even, the, actually the original Kendo Nagasaki, he's not even Japanese, he's a British guy. Right. That wore a mask and was a huge star over there. And like a, a an arch rival of Big Daddy over there. Mm. Not the same Kendo Nagasaki. This one, a lot of people um, might remember him better as the Dragon Master as part of the JTEX Corp. In WCW in the in in the late eighties, okay, it was managed by Gary Hart, who was fun, amazing manager. Yeah, and like JTEX had like Dragon Master, you know, uh, Sakurada. Yeah, that's Billy Jack. That's mm-hmm. him. Um, and so, uh, um, yeah, so it was Dragon Master, the Great Muda, and Terry Funk. Okay, made yeah. Made the, the Tex part of the JTEX. Oh, interesting, like yeah. JTEX was Japan, Texas. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, yeah, so, but uh, when he was Kendo Nagasaki, he was one of the two people that blew the mist. Okay, sure. So Kabuki uh, blew the, the red mist, and Kendo Nagasaki blew the green mist. Right. And sometimes Kabuki blew two different colors. Yeah. I think, but... Anyways, it's just as a ch- as a child, man. When you see, you think it's this mysterious fog, right? Right, like coming out of their mouth, right? So, anyways, yeah. Um, oh wow, is that Kabuki? There's a picture right there of it's, Kabuki, Tajiri, and Great Muda that's all awesome. doing the mist. That's awesome. Yeah, that's one of the things that I've I've loved. Not to go on too much of a tangent, but I love that. Yeah, the different colors, yeah. like the way that they they have like different effects, quote unquote. And like, I want to know who. Came up with the idea of of the green of the mist, right? The, like blowing the mist in the face, yeah. Because I think it's so it was so cool, yeah, so fucking cool. But uh, um, yeah, so he, like I said, when you know, it sucks when it sucks when anyone passes, let alone somebody that was such a big part of your childhood, right? And and I just remember him being really pleasant, mm-hmm. you know, like. Um, 
you know, because I used to be kind of backstage a lot, and I helped set the ring up, and I just, I just remember him just being such a kind man. And also, um, he was the, he was, he trained Bret Hart. Oh wow! Yeah, mm. yeah, in Calgary uh, when they were up there, it was it was Sakurada and Mr. Hito were mm. were Brett's trainers, and Brett used to tell me all the time. He used to talk about him all the time, very fondly, very fondly. <clears throat> and Brett was pretty. I saw Brett's Instagram post about his pretty bummed out, mm. obviously. <coughs> so, and you know, he actually credits them for for his excellence of execution because they drilled that into his head over and over. Yeah. Every little thing, you know. There's, I mean, a lot of people, you see them do certain moves good and then they, like, fuck off on other moves, right? Right, 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 right. It's yeah. like, why, you know, you're wasting that one if you're not. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, uh, there's a picture of Brett and Kendo Nagasaki. So, all right. That's cool. All right. Um, I, I, I just, you know, obviously... It's just kind of cliche sign, you know, but we always say rest in peace and, okay. uh, you know, condolences and all that. And, and a, a lot of loss in the wrestling yeah. world this yeah. last few weeks. I mean, I'm just, probably missing, are we missing anyone? Um, I mean, not, not that, I not that I can think of, but it's, that's, that's the, the sad truth is that it's, it's gotten to a point where you kind of, yeah, you never know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I know it's kind of hard to switch gears going on from this topic. So I guess we're going to move into more lighter notes now with some other wrestling topics that Racism. have. No, oh, we're going to jump into that one? Okay, well, go ahead. I was actually going to start off with a different one. <laughs> but okay, fine. I'll just, I'll just kick it off with. Lighter topics. <laughs> All right. We'll just go ahead and kick it off with uh, Marty Skrull. So Marty Skrull has recently re-signed with Ring of Honor and has joined the booking team. Uh, Dave Meltzer noted that this is a very lucrative deal, uh, probably the most lucrative in Ring of Honor history. What are your thoughts on it? I, I, what are your thoughts on it? I'm, Marty's a smart guy, right? Like I'm sure, I'm sure he weighed all his options very carefully, and it was an incredibly important decision to make at this time and in wrestling, in mm -hmm. the history of wrestling, sure. right? Like, uh, because if he goes to AEW and he's on that stage and, you know, the big stage and, you know, uh, TNT, you know, on mm -hmm. that network, like, um, you know, he can make a difference wherever he goes. Yeah, And absolutely. he chose to stay there. And I personally like that because I feel that Marty has sort of always been different, you know, from some of his friends. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he's the guy that kind of marches to his own beat. And you yep. know, he took a chance here because I'm sure there was a lot of other money offers made to him. But for him to take this opportunity, and we know Sinclair does have money, uh, but this can, you know, help him down the line as well with booking yeah. experience, et cetera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just oh fuck I had this thought in my head and it just when the when the other <laughs> headphones fell on the ground it totally knocked me off of my train of thought. How do you think this will benefit Ring of Honor? Um, I don't know. It I mean it depends on on I mean because I know they're giving him they're giving him the reins creatively I think. 
Mm. Help, like giving him some of uh, uh, Delirious is, is it Delirious? Yeah. So he's joining up with Delirious. Delirious yeah. has been doing it for a I think a decade now. now. Time, so yeah. took over from Adam Pierce, I think. Right. Yeah. So what I'm saying, what I'm thinking is, hey, he Marty having a different person as always. If you add any person to anything, whatever yeah. it is, it's always going to bring something fresh, something new. Exactly. And I think this is something that Ring of Honor needed because right now there was nothing really that had us invested in the nothing. company. Nothing. Nothing. I hate to say that too, because yeah. they got you know. I mean, they have some talent. I mean, Marty's there. Bro, I'm a fan of Brody King. Mm-hmm. You know, some other guys there. Uh, but like, I turn the TV on. I, I watch the TV show, and like, I'm like, I'm uh, what's going on here? Like uh, the like lackluster matches. And mm. I'm not trying to shit on the product because I, I root for them. Yeah, right. But it's just like when I've watched ROH recently, I didn't feel the that. Feeling that I usually that it didn't have that vibe that it wasn't flavor. cool like and it that, used to be and yeah like ROH when you used to think of ROH that was the you know the it place yeah, yeah. okay that was okay the five star match factory or whatever like the right. fucking no like I watched a TV match I'm like not good mm-hmm. I'm sorry like I, I I hope it changes because I'm a, I root for them and they've done a, like in that company. Um, like, thank God for that company, man. Because, like, the freaking half the main roster in WWE that's making them money now came from there. Right. You know? So I'm hoping they listen to Marty because Marty's got, like, fresh eyes and fresh thoughts. and Yeah. You know? Yeah, when when the villain character first started coming around, you could tell how creative this guy, yes. you know, was in his thinking. So hopefully that kind of rubs off a little bit on, on the show. Well, already we've seen some some new ideas. Uh, he is the art. It was his idea to do the free show for February 9th. So this is sort of a way to sort of gain that audience back. Hey, come on over, check out our product. And yeah. then uh, Jay White has been booked for the Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor show taking place WrestleMania weekend in Florida. So already, all the way in Lakeland. Yeah, mm. yeah. I Look, think that's I, halfway between. That's like halfway to Orlando. Oh, oh, shit. Is that like a big drive? You think people will make it out for that? And not anymore, but it's still like. It's still like forty five minutes, right? So I know that was a lot of people's complaints during during this past Mania yeah. weekend was just how far everything everything was all Wait over. Wait till place. it comes to Los Angeles. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I thought maybe they could find a, a spot in St. Pete, but no. Yeah, hmm. huh. that's you know because the yeah. camp is St. Pete. That's my hometown. I oh yeah, there you go. So now it's interesting to see because, you know, this could open some possibilities, maybe some sort of partnership with AEW or Ring of Honor. Uh, You never know. I I think it would be very beneficial for Ring of Honor to have that partnership. I don't know about AEW. Because they have the resources. Mm -hmm. This is the thing about ROH. They have the resources. They have as, I mean, as much as anyone, I think. I mean, as far as like the company that owns them. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, I mean, really, if they want to get behind that, there's nothing stopping them financially. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, they have the money. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, we were talking about how, you know, Ring of Honor has sort of declined and isn't what it used to be anymore. And it's crazy how fast that decline did happen, yeah. though, because just WrestleMania New Orleans, that's when they went head to head against NXT TakeOver. And they had, what, 6,000 people in that arena that they were mm-hmm. at. And everybody was going bananas for everything that they were doing there. Yes. And then I remember just a few months afterwards, I went to their tapings in Las Vegas at the Sam's Club. And the 
Sam's Club, very, very small place. And oh, Sam, it, Sam's Town. Yeah, Sam's Town. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, did I say Sam's Club? <laughs> Sorry. Sam's Town. Um, and, it, you know, smaller place. Yeah. But it wasn't even full to capacity. Yeah. And that, so, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, like uh, a show WrestleMania weekend in WrestleMania market is one thing. But, like, I feel like that might create false positives, you know, because yeah. that's – all the wrestling fans are bottlenecking there. Well, not only that, that show was in conjunction, the, 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 the Madison Square Garden show was in conjunction with New Japan. New Japan. So right. that was, yeah. you it was can as say much they of a carried New them. Yes, absolutely. Mm. For sure. Like, like when, when, when that garden show sold out, like, Young Bucks were still with ROH, Cody was still with ROH. Yeah. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, it's nice to know that they're still doing something to keep the yes. momentum going. And this move with Marty yeah. shows that they are willing to do what's necessary to keep Ring of Honor going. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and actually, since we're talking about uh, deals and promotions and all of that, we should talk about Major League Wrestling, who recently signed a deal with ICM Partner, which is a Hollywood agency out here in Hollywood. Yes. And uh, they are looking to sign a new TV deal and streaming deal, and they're starting up MLW Studios, the works. Uh, Court Bauer basically said that uh, MLW is in a great position right now where they can take advantage of the boom and the upswing of pro wrestling yes. right now, as you know, you've been seen by the lucrative deals that both WWE got and AEW. Yes. So they're using that momentum that they have right now and other momentum to sort of, you know, push forward with the company. And they're, ch- and they're trying to, car- and they're not trying, they are, they're carving out their own little corner of the wrestling. And yeah. like, I mean, their show is it's different. Right. It's, it's different than, you know, I don't watch a ton of Impact, but like it's, it comes out different than that, sure. you know. Um, um, I kind of like their, you know, their storylines. I like, I like their heel, like that contrary, like the thing with, with, uh, you know, uh, Jacob Fatu. Yes, and, yes. And, and, Morbies. uh, yeah, and Sheik. Yep. He's called. He's not called Sheik there now, right? Joseph Samael. Yeah, I think. Like he, I think he's. Yeah, he's still. I think he's still going. No, he's not going by that. Right I don't there, know, right but now. I haven't been I watching just, MLW as much. Yeah, though. Orbeez, yeah. I like that. I like some of the stuff they're doing. Like, so like there was a match with, was it, um, like David, like David Boy Smith mm-hmm. Jr. and Timothy Thatcher. Like, mm-hmm. you can. You know, there's a good variety of stuff on there, and, yeah. and and they do good job production wise. Like sometimes I'm not a fan of like some of the venues they shoot TV out of, but they do the bet. They like, yeah. Like I'm not a fan of that ballroom they shoot at in in, uh, in New York. I don't like how that looks on TV. But other than that, like I have no complaints. Right. Like they, it's. Their show is very, very nicely produced. So as I mentioned earlier, Ring of Honor seems to be putting out, you know, all the steps to make changes to the company to make it last. And perception wise, I think that's great. So let's kind of dive into impact because I think right now they're sort of in muddy waters where maybe things aren't going as hot as they were a while back where they had all this talent. So right now there is a report, a rumor per se, that 
Brian Cage has signed with AEW. This was first reported by SoCal Uncensored. However, Melissa Santos, wife of Brian Cage, has said that this is not true and that he has not signed on any dotted line. So make what you will. This is a report. So now let's just go ahead and say that Brian Cage did sign with AEW. Um, This is a huge win for AEW for sure because we've been talking about the fact that they do need more stars. They've got a lot of young talent, but they do need some bigger people to go ahead and push forward the brand. But I also want to talk about how this kind of looks bad for impact, to be mm. honest. Yeah. Perception-wise, in terms of not being able to keep certain talent, we've seen so many people go like Alex, Killer Cross, Killer Cross yeah. Lucha Brothers, Morrison. They've been losing a lot of people. And, and I don't get it because it's not like they don't have money. Right. Like they're the pe- like the guy that owns it. Like the fuck, he just bought Access TV, right? Exactly, yeah. and that's yeah. what makes fuck. it look worse. They're on this new deal. This is supposed to. That's be- not one of the guys. Like, you know, Brian Cage is like a. a he's like the the, you know the. Uh, the ultimate modern fucking heavyweight, right? right? Exactly, the machine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the, the looks and like the the athleticism and just it's insane. Like right. I mean, even if he sucked at everything else, mm. like you don't. F- I mean, and he doesn't. And he doesn't. No, yeah. yeah. No. But just yeah, I've been. <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, I don't understand like how you lose that guy, right? Unless he just didn't want to stay, right? And I right. also I heard a rumor. This may not be true at all, but I did heard I did hear a rumor that. Impact was apparently not even one of the people that offered as much money as some of the other people that may have offered Brian Cage money. I don't know. This could be totally false. Again, this is just a rumor. But it's very interesting to me because I'm thinking, you know, Impact was at a point where, you know, they were, I remember coming on here and just saying, like, guys, you got to give Impact a try. They're doing a lot of great stuff. And they still have a lot of great talent. They really, really do. And uh, But it's just, it's interesting to me because I just think, you know, you're making this big move. You're on access, and now it's sort of not sort of piecing together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah but but yeah, yeah. Uh, AEW looks to benefit quite a bit, obviously, if if that is the case. Um, you know, I think Brian Brian could do good stuff with with anyone on the show, mm-hmm. but you know, I imagine him and Luchasaurus could do a lot of a lot of good stuff together. Oh yeah. Things like that. Because um, they need more fresh matchups right now. A lot of fresh matchups that will have us anticipated. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Heavyweights yeah. that can go. Yeah, exactly. You know, so and that, that would be Brian and you know, like Luchasaurus. I mean, mm-hmm. they might be the two biggest guys in the company. Probably and, and B- yeah. Billy Gunn. Yeah, yeah, Billy Gunn. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I also, obviously, I mean, I don't know if you guys want to talk about it, but the there were rumors. There's rumors floating around about Matt Hardy possibly going over yeah. there. Um, that's interesting as well because we know that he has that creative standpoint stuff that he was doing with Impact prior and you know we saw a different version of that in WWE but I won't be surprised at all because he kind of seems like the kind of person that wants to bring his own ideas he still feels like he has a lot to offer and he does Yeah, and like so I can understand uh, from WWE's perspective want to concentrate and focus on building younger talent mm. so i get that too mm. and if they can't you know uh figure things out I, I totally understand him wanting to go somewhere else where he can continue to you know flourish creatively right yep that makes yeah. sense yeah and i mean he looks good he's got in shape yeah yeah and 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 that and but like back to cage real quick mm. 
so like you know his wife Melissa came out and was like squashing the the reports right and then she called them out basically yeah. said it was a lie uh-huh. and then who knows right like so I mean there's no real confirmation right not right now yeah okay. so I mean I understand where they're coming from too like you know sometimes we like to try to keep things under wraps and like you know news sites are trying to scoop each other on news and you know I was the first to report it right you know, like how about like report accurately? Not that it's not an accurate story. But they have but, to though. At the same time, though, you want to get. It's so hard out there. Yeah, so, so much competition. You have to make it. Yeah. So, and I understand that because I I kind of see it from both sides. Right. Um, although I've never felt the need on my on the show to be like the scoop that got the first fucking. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Because, but, uh, um, I mean, so I get that. But like I also know from the talent standpoint, when you're trying to, and the, and the promotion standpoint, when you're trying to keep something under wraps for, right? You know, I mean, and why like just like really like? But there are certain things that are managed to keep under wraps. So maybe it's up to those people to make sure that they keep that within themselves. So if someone goes and leaks some information. You know, you can only blame so far somebody for taking advantage of that information. And, you know, there's certain reporters out there that go ahead and confirm these sources and, you know, get a second hand. Hey, this has been confirmed by so and so and so and so who are part of this company, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it makes it I, I think it makes it hard creatively. Obviously, you know, it it affects the way that wrestling companies write their shows when they think that they might not be able to keep something secret. Um, I, I can't remember if we had talked about it, but Ryback had an interesting point about like Morrison's return where like if, if they had managed to keep that under wraps, that would have been a great surprise. But again, that's a huge if, you know, if they had been able I to keep that I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, do you think? I think so. I think that would have been, if they would have been able to keep that secret, and like I said, that's a huge if, I think if if he had come back as a surprise entrant in the Rumble, I think that would have been been a huge surprise. Yeah. But again, it's that's the question, is if that would have been able to be any sort of a secret. I was actually, I saw them. I mm-hmm. saw, I went, I, um, my daughter and I went to, Ron Funches vision board party. Oh, nice! And then we left there and uh, stopped by up the street. Uh, they all kind of live in the same area. Like okay, Morrison and you know we always like I don't live in Sherman Oaks anymore, but anyways. Yeah. Uh, so I stopped up there and it was like me and my daughter and Morrison and Luchasaurus and Taya. Oh, nice! Uh, we caught we caught up. I hadn't seen them in a while. Yeah, before they got married. So that's cool. Yeah, it was nice. Mm. Talked about a lot of things. Right. Yeah, a lot of inside dirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm glad to see that he's back. I'm I'm honestly excited for him and whatever he's doing sure. with him is right now. Yeah. Yep. And it's something that like, you know, and for him it was something that was important for him to do is come back there. I see. And do, you know. And he has something to prove. Sure. I think that's somebody also that I'm surprised didn't end up in AEW because I think that's somebody who would have made a difference in AEW. Right. And, you know, some people have brought up that point, too, that uh, there are certain people, and I think uh, there are certain people that AEW has not been able to get. And I think that's been some people that have been able to talk about that because there are certain names where you're like, oh, you know, so-and-so beat you out for, for example, Marty Skrull uh, or Morrison. How come we're not seeing them there? So it's very interesting to see what 
wrestlers, what athletes they see as yeah. somebody that they want to go mm-hmm. forward with and put all their eggs and try to get them to come to their company. So that's been yeah. something interesting to me. And only certain people have been talking about this. And I actually think it needs to be a bigger conversation because to me, I find it quite interesting when somebody is a free agent and they are talented and they got everything going for them and only certain companies are, you know, really pushing to get that person. And I think like one of those persons as well was CM Punk. I think CM Punk would have made a huge difference in AEW. Yeah. And, you know, many people have talked about how, you know, now that he's doing the show on Fox, that maybe his stock has sort of gone down. At least some people have seen it that way. Mm. I don't know. It depends on your perspective. But that's somebody, too, who I thought, man, had he been in AEW, it would have been a big change. Here's the thing with with the punk thing, right? Mm. It's like it was such a big deal, like, for him to come back. But, like, he came back, like, with one foot in, one foot out type of thing. Like, oh, I just get my feet. Like, what? So you killed the... The like momentum, whatever the hype. big fucking huge, yeah. It's like okay, we've seen you. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not in the ring, but now we've seen you in association with wrestling in right. WWE. Because yeah, it's it's like you said, there's that one foot in, one foot yeah. out. Where it's like, oh, I'm working for Fox, not WWE, but it's still, yeah, still right. Regardless, I know this for a fact. WWE has say so mm-hmm. on who they have on that show. Right. That's a fucking fact. I know I know that. Right. So he wouldn't have been on that show if WWE didn't say, okay, go ahead, put him on there. Yeah, totally. Of course. So that's what I'm saying. It's very interesting to see where these players, like these people, end up and, you know, mm-hmm. what the company is willing to put forth to make yeah. it happen. Hey, so like going back to ROH for a second and Marty, um, I... I'm hoping for their sake that they try to attract some more fresh talent. You know, yeah. maybe Marty can be a part of that. Maybe some like people that we don't even know of yeah. yet, you know? And that was one of the things that Ring of Honor, they had all these guys back in the day where you're like, oh my God, that guy is amazing. Yeah. You know, where'd you find that guy? Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, and they would put all these different matches together where, you know, different people and they would go out there as hard hitting. And I remember, like, because I would. Be, I was never able to attend the shows because they were ma- mainly out in the East yeah. Coast, but I would watch the DVDs, and I just remember thinking, oh, my God, my goal in life is to go to a Ring of Honor show and be there in person. And, I mean, now I have, but it's not the same anymore, and I think that's one of the things that maybe some fans like myself would want to feel once again with that. Right. Hey, Marty, maybe you can get them to quit sh- sh- shooting a hard camera uh, opposite <laughs> of the fucking entrance, please. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. I hate that. It's the worst. It's rough. <laughs> oh, <What? man. laughs> So, yeah, that's pretty much that. Do you guys want to add anything else? Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad I came back. Like, I, you know, like, it was not feeling great. Like, yeah, we almost didn't come to the show mm-hmm. today. So, and I tried to, like, I hate Like, I debate, like, how much I, like, I used to, like, just tell everyone everything, mm-hmm. you know? Whatever's going on with me, I'm going to spill it, you know? Right. But, like, now I'm kind of like, eh, you know, I mean, we don't have to tell everyone every fucking thing we have going on. Sure. But, you know, I kind of do still, like, want people to know, you know, things. Yeah. And that's natural. You know, I'm a human, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, and that, so. Right. But, yeah. So, I guess we're out of here. All right, guys, do not forget, go ahead, youtube.com slash xpox, subscribe, check us out on Anchor, Stitcher, The Works, Twitter, all of that. And as for myself, you can follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at PMA and at uh, FriendoSketch. Goodbye, everybody. See you next week, hopefully. From Executive Producer.
executive producers, Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Sean Waltman, and the entire X-Pac 12360 staff, thank you for tuning in to X-Pac 12360.